everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Tuesday, 23rd day of February 2021. My name is Nick. There's Big J right over there. Yeah. I just saw yesterday that that band released a new cover song, The Old Hailstorm. Uh, they did a cover of Long yeah. Live Rock by The Who for that movie that we were just talking about yesterday. Yeah, I was hoping I'd have that in my inbox here this morning. You but sh- nope, you do. I do? Yes, you do. Thanks for telling me what's in my inbox. You are welcome. It is a running theme. Uh, on top of that, today we also have a chance to enjoy a little bit of Streaming Dumbass. We're going to play a episode of that today where Big J will select a movie to watch and review for you in a 24-hour period. Any movie watching done in your own casual time last night? Uh, no. What did you do with your time last night? Um, let's see. We watched, uh, we watched Rehab Addict. What is this now? Rehab Addict? You don't remember Rehab Addict? Nicole Curtis? Oh, yes. Okay. I do. She's got a new program, um, on, uh, Discovery Plus. What's it called? Uh, Rehab Addict Restore. (laughs) What is that from that degree? So instead of her own houses that she's rehabbing, she's helping uh, other people who have just bought a home uh, re- re- rehab. Gotcha. Okay. And restore to original. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, that's the that's her little niche, right? Is like bringing out the uh, the original parts of the yeah. house. Make it pretty again. Is she still? Uh, what was Michigan? Was that her territory? Yeah, or? Detroit. Yeah. Okay. Detroit Rock City. She's still around that area, or is yeah. she all over the world now because of this? Nope. Show? She's uh, it's all Detroit Beautiful. all the time. On location, as it were. Uh, and it's good? Big J approved? Yeah. Or is it just something it's, to pass the time because your wife will actually watch it with you? No, I, I we both enjoy the show. There you go. We, we love the restoration of the old-style homes. So whether that's, um, you know, uh, there's several different shows. Yeah. No, there's, so. <laughs> there's literally hundreds of them out there that you can enjoy. Uh, it reminds me of, uh, of uh, even though you have no interest in doing it yourself, right? Right. You can't do it yourself. Yeah, I, well, I, yeah, you're right. I, I feel can't. like that's part of the appeal for you and I. Like, I, I don't watch them much anymore because I don't have access like to them. Like, it's fantasy watch. But I used to watch all that stuff all the time because I, I knew I couldn't do it. I was thinking about that last night. I'm like, man, Nick used to love the rehab addict <laughs> stuff. You might like the show. I did. I probably would. I just I just don't have that, that skill set, and so it's fun. Like, I remember I would watch, I can't remember what it's called, but it was like, um... Uh, it was a show on Discovery about, uh, you know, a company that would go and uh, take down, like, demo old, like, super old school houses that were being torn down and take things from that and then rehash them into different things. And I was like, I like they would take a huge, gigantic window and turn it into some sort of, like, bench or something. And it was, or a dinner table or something like that. And it was always really cool to me to watch that kind of stuff because, well, really, at the end of the day, I couldn't do it. And so uh, maybe that's what it is, Big J. We all live vicariously through discovery programs. Uh, sad but true <laughs> stuff. On top of that, today, more chances of bogus basin passes. It's all happening during the course of the show, including some music. Music like Green Day will start off with Basket Case here on the X. Morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by the Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, the Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Well, you may have noticed in the last calendar month the prices of gas around the city of Boise and the state of Idaho have gone up about 20 cents in the last 30 days. Prices of the gas pump continue to rise, but uh, for a rare occasion, it's not going up nearly as much here 
as it is in other parts of the United States. According to AAA, recent winter storms shut down the refineries across the Gulf Coast and Midwest because of all the snow, which triggered a double-digit spike in gas prices for around two-thirds of the U.S. Now, the good news is that Idaho is among the least affected by freezing conditions that swept the country because we are in what's called the Rocky Mountain region, Big J. Rocky Mountain? And Rocky that's Road? been mostly insulated from the effects of the freeze. Idaho currently ranks 36th in the country for most expensive fuel, which is well below the usual record. We're usually right in the 7th to 9th most expensive kind of range in the country. Uh, but still, you know, gas prices have gone up in the last month. It's one of those deals is. You know, again, supply and demand. As people start to get on the road a little bit more, uh, it's going to cost you a little bit more to fill up that tank. So don't be surprised if they go up. But they're not nearly as bad as they are in other parts of the country, which is incredibly rare for us. So enjoy it while you can. Number two, Baylor, which is still undefeated in the season, is returning to play tonight after a three-week pause due to coronavirus issues in the men's basketball program. Baylor will resume its season at home against Iowa State, which is the first of three games in five days because now they got to do a bunch of basketball to catch up for what they've missed. Speaking of COVID, it was reported yesterday that Steelers head coach Mike Tomlin had recently been diagnosed with COVID-19. The 48-year-old posted a statement on social media in which he appeared to confirm that he has it, saying he has mild symptoms and otherwise is in good health. He'll be back to the office soon, and he will continue to work virtually from home in the meantime. Uh, I'm not sure how much stuff is going on. Maybe some draft prep right now and figuring out what they want to do in free agency as well. But he was at the Steelers facilities for the last couple of days. That, of course, stopped when he tested positive for COVID-19. And Big J, I'm not sure who we can blame for all this stuff. I, I, listen, I'll well, find of all, somebody for you. I'm not sure it's necessarily a bad thing, but I, I kind of think it's it's all based on the success of Netflix's The Crown, a show of which I have Hello, not watched. The Crown. But it's obviously a, a dramatic telling of real-life political uh, figures that have gone fairly popular in the world of mainstream pop culture. And so you're yeah, blurs seeing, the line of what's real and what isn't. Well, not only that, but I think you're seeing a whole bunch of these you know, bio series that's coming up too. We talked yesterday about Reagan. Uh, today it was announced that uh, Gillian Anderson, she of X-Files fame, is going to star as Eleanor Roosevelt in a Showtime anthology series called The First Lady, where they plan on telling the story of many first ladies in the Oval Office. Viola Davis, Michelle Pfeiffer will also star. Uh, no word on if this is just a short-running series all about Eleanor Roosevelt the first time around, and then they're going to devote other anthology series to the other first ladies. But either way, it was the way they wanted to kick things off, and they got some star power to do it. Sure. So that's good. It will air on Showtime next year, and it should be interesting to see how they do it and if people will care enough to watch. But either way, uh, another biopic or bio series coming your way, courtesy of Showtime and the stars involved. It's streaming dumbass on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Every single Tuesday, we play a little thing called streaming dumbass. It is an opportunity for Big J to select a movie to watch and review in a 24-hour period. The catch is he doesn't know who stars in the movie. He doesn't know what the movie's called. He just has to pick the movie based on the very brief plot description given to us from the streaming network in which it is found. 
and that is his goal to pick one of the following three movies. Big J, are you ready? Yeah. Running theme throughout the three movies is star power. Guaranteed you have at least two people in each one of these movies you have heard from. In fact, I know at the very least, out of two out of three of these, you are pretty big fans of people involved. Okay. Okay. Movie number one. Kept locked inside a house, a family lives in fear and fascination of the outside world. It's a place where abnormals are a constant threat, or so they believe. But when a mysterious stranger offers them a glimpse of what's really happening, they soon learn the truth isn't so simple, but the danger is very real. Ooh. Movie number two. A professor begins work on a very important book that he believes will change life as we know it. As he leads the overseeing committee, the professor receives over 10,000 entries for this book from one source in particular, a patient at Broadmoor Criminal Lunatic Asylum. Oh, man. And movie number three. Sarah is a socially isolated woman with a fondness for arts and crafts and supernatural crime shows, but she finds her increasingly lucid dreams trickling into her waking life, and that is not a good thing. Movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three, Big J? Oh, man. Um, let's go with movie number two. Movie number two? What made you pick that one? I don't know. Huh? I, I don't know. Really, I, I don't have a reason. I mean, only I one. I would try that. Got this an time. actual reaction out of you, and it's not the one that you picked. I know. I, I thought I would try something <laughs> different here and just randomly pick a number. All right, so be it. Uh, you passed on movie number one. That movie was called Freaks. It stars Emile Hirsch and Bruce Dern. Uh, Bruce Dern being the person you would oh, be man. a fan of in this particular case. Oh. You passed on movie number three. That was called Horse Girl. It stars Allison Brie and Molly Shannon. You will be watching a movie called The Professor and the Madman. And it stars Mel Gibson and Sean Penn, Big J. Oh, God. And it is the true story of the creation of the very first Oxford Dictionary. Congratulations. That is the movie that you picked. Uh, Although you like Mel Gibson, so it can't be all bad, right? No, but I mean, uh, you know, I mean, how interesting can that be? You're going to find out for yourself. In a movie called The Professor and the Mad Men, it is streaming on Netflix. That Which is one movie. is the Mad uh, I believe it's Mel Gibson is the Mad Right, shocked. Uh, and you will be watching it and reviewing it for us in 24 hours. If you want to play the home game, it's called The Professor and the Mad Men. We'll see how it is tomorrow. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here just for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. And like it or not, your streaming channel surfing fun little service called Netflix is changing. They have launched a new feature. It's called Downloads to You, Big J. No. If you enable this particular feature, the Netflix app will download recommended TV shows and movies directly to your mobile device based on your taste, as determined by your Netflix watch history. After you turn on the feature for the first time, you'll be able to select the amount of storage space you want to dedicate to saving these recommended downloads on your device. One gigabyte, three gigabytes, or five gigabytes. Then downloads will happen when you're connected to a Wi-Fi network and will be a mix of recommendations that Netflix thinks you'll like. You can delete episodes or movies you're done with to make room for new downloaded content at any time. The feature is in addition to Netflix's uh, existing offline access feature known as Smart Downloads. 
So it's just another thing for you that automatically does stuff on your phone if you want. Trying to figure out why this would be a service that you would want to enable. I like the fact that it's it's something that you can turn off or turn on, of course. But I'm trying to figure out why you would want stuff that Netflix thinks you like to automatically download to your device. Yeah, it seems like a bad idea because a lot of times we don't agree on what I like. Very much. And you're and you're in a position where some of the stuff you like might because you select DV dumbass Dude, streaming dumbass. My my recommended for you is such a mess because I click on so many different things trying to find movies for you. I'm sure as I'm sure yours is as well because you click on these movies and watch them. That they think that yeah. you're that you're into this whole thing, and so yes, my recommended for you has some really weird stuff in it that I would never watch in a billion years, and therefore I don't want it downloaded I mean, on my ha- phone. Can you browse without logging in? Uh, well, it sounds like it does it automatically. So the, the I, I, my guess is, if you enable this, whatever's in the stuff you may like, you know, kind of column on Netflix, will automatically download it onto your device for whichever limit that you give it. So I don't think you can browse. Now, you, of course, can delete what you don't want, or you can... I think there's probably a little bit more of a rating scale involved, because, you know, you can rate stuff that you watch on Netflix, too. And that may be part of it, is I never rate anything. I just watch it, and then that's it. And so that probably messes with my algorithm as well. But, you know, if you're somebody that I guess is not on Wi-Fi a lot, then maybe having... Or you travel a lot, maybe this would be a good idea. But, you know, I always, when I'm, like, taking a flight or something, I'll go through Netflix and I'll select a couple things to download. But I'll never let them do it by themselves. That seems like letting the lunatics run the yeah, asylum. Yeah, don't control. Don't let them control you. But it is an option you can have if you want it. Maybe somebody out there will like it. I don't know. It is available. It is called Downloads for You. You can check it out now on Netflix if you'd like. Uh, as God is my witness, Big J, I thought Albert Pujols retired from Bass and Baseball four years ago. Yeah, didn't he? No, he is still playing. The wife, as a matter of fact, of future Hall of Famer Albert Pujols uh, posted on Instagram yesterday that he will retire after this season. DeAndre Pujols wrote, Today is the first day of the last season of one of the most remarkable careers in sports. I'm talking about my husband, Albert Pujols, who since the time he was a child would eat, sleep, and breathe this sport. For those of you that don't remember, it was 10 years ago that Albert Pujols signed a huge 10-year contract with the uh, Los Angeles Angels. And this is the final year of that 10-year contract. He signed it when he was 31 years old. Huge free agent signing out of St. Louis at the time that it happened. And it was an unprecedented contract at the time as well. And I had no idea he was still playing baseball. Wow. But he is. And he don't watch baseball anymore. Uh, going to do one final year. I don't think he got a lot of playing time is the other side of it. I think he was kind of an off-the-bench guy. I mean, he's 41 years old, so he's probably dh off the bench every once in a while. Either way, uh, it looks like he's going to hang it up at the end of this year at the age of 41. And seriously, he is a uh, an all-timer for sure. Hall of Famer, no doubt about it. Big J, uh, every time we talk about what you're doing, you're usually watching Discovery+. Plus, and congratulations to them. They have officially reached more than 11 million subscribers to the Discovery Plus network as well as Food Network Kitchen. The streaming service launched on January 4th with a monthly price of about $4.99 a month. And it's a little bit under what they thought they were going to get. They wanted to get to $15 million by the time they reached this particular uh, point. But they're still happy with it. And it seems like the people who have it are happy with it. You seem pretty happy with it. Uh, there are some things I, I feel were false advertisement. Okay, I'm ready. 
Get out! You get out your beefs on Discovery Plus. Uh, there, not everything from every network is available there. You know, so uh, like History Channel, for example, if you were looking to have this as a, a cut the cord kind of situation, some of the newer programs that are on some of these um, you know platforms aren't available there in Discovery Plus. So like some of my favorites okay curse of oak island fortune of fire the newer seasons um, and i'm not talking about stuff that immediately happened i'm just meaning in general aren't there on the history channel i wonder where that is i, I don't know either uh probably because they're premium things for the history channel i mean um uh, the, the 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 original series they started out great but there was only like three or four episodes yeah per show so until they can't get those ramped up and they they've added some here and there uh to those programs i recommended to you one one called american detective yes uh which is fantastic with uh, lieutenant joe kenda <laughs> and so there are some good things in there but you know it's not perfect well it could it could also be in in defense i suppose it's, it's a little over a month old so maybe you yeah. know all that stuff is coming it's just, or but they're just looking. the way they kind of promised it. It seemed like there was some stuff that it I did felt seem missing. like it was like if you want everything from Food Network, History Channel, and Discovery Channel, it's all there yeah. in one location, and that appears not to be the case. So I understand the frustration, and on behalf of Discovery Plus, Big J, I apologize. I don't accept here's traffic. That's, that's okay. No skin off my back. Hey, on one hundred point three, the X rocks. Arizona is where we're going for today's We're Going to Hell story. And it's all about the story of 19-year-old Brandon Souls. Now, by all accounts, Brandon Souls had himself a rough day last week when he called his employer and said, Listen, guys, bad news. I'm not making it into work today. You sick? Stay away, man. I'm not sick. Oh, I've been kidnapped. <laughs> Click. Thanks. So, uh, after that weird phone call, the employer called the police, and sure enough, Brandon Souls was found with his hands tied up behind his back with a belt, and there was a banana stuck in his mouth, and he was located near a water tower in Coolidge, Arizona, which is right near Casa Grande. Casa Grande. He told authorities that two masked men had kidnapped him hit him right in his damn head, knocked him unconscious, and left him there at the water tower, according to the news outlet. The man then drove him around and then dumped him where he was found, according to Souls. So, it was time for police to conduct an investigation, Big J. They did so. Detectives started asking questions. Okay, uh, you know, it's weird that these men kidnapped you. Do you, want to know, do you know why they kidnapped you? And he said, no. And they said, well, you know, usually I would say 99% of the time, kidnappings are done, especially if they don't know the person, uh, for some ransom. Did they contact anybody for ransom? And the answer was no, no, they didn't. Do you have, you know, do you come from a wealthy family? Is there somebody that could be after your money? And he's like, no, I'm barely getting by, man. And they're like, well, then what was the motivation behind kidnapping yeah, you motive. other than assaulting and dropping you near a water tower and getting nothing out of it? Did they make any phone calls? They said, well, they let me call in sick to work or tell them that I've been kidnapped. And they're like, that's weird. That's the only phone call you made when you got kidnapped by a couple of people that knocked you unconscious? And he's like, well, I wanted to let them know I wasn't coming in. And so uh, detectives started to go. That's a very considerate co-worker. Yeah, this is pretty fishy, man. And so they kind of, you know, 
tightened the screws a little bit on him and said, hey, listen, what's going on? And that is when uh, Brandon came clean and said, yep, uh, he made up the story all on his own uh, because he wanted to get out of work, according to police. So this was his long, elaborate way of uh, playing hooky. Why he decided to then show up and report himself at a water tower, I don't know. But this is it. And that's what he did. So now he is charged with a bunch of things, falsifying police reports, lying to police, all sorts of different things because he wanted to get out of work. And so it seems like a good time to remind everybody that, listen, whatever job you have, it's pretty optional. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, if you don't want to go into work, you don't have to. Now, keep in mind, there are consequences for your actions. Like, you know, you do need to eat, have a roof over your head, take care of your children, that kind of thing. All of those things. And it's difficult to do if you don't have a job. But Very if you're going to come up with some elaborate kidnapping story that isn't real or authentic in any way just to get a day off from work. There are better excuses. <laughs> yes. We're in COVID land, yeah, man. Yeah, uh, you know what? All you got to say, unless he's got some weird boss he's like i am feeling a little sick i got a fever boom yeah, you're out you're out now that may mean you're out for longer than you wanted to be out because they probably shouldn't be messing around but that really is all you have to say to get out i don't know if he thought maybe because he would kidnap they would take sympathy on him and pay him for the day or maybe he thought that he was going to be able to work some ransom out of his employers and then chicken out at the last minute i don't know i don't know why he would want to decide to do this but Suffice it to say, it dramatically failed. He was fired from his job, he's facing a bunch of charges from the police, and he looks like an idiot, all because he didn't want to go into work on some random Wednesday. Weird choice, man. I mean, I know he's 19, he's got a lot of living to do, but you should know better at 19 that this is a, this is a bad decision to make. And now he found out the worst way possible. Lots of easier ways to not go into work, everybody. Love to try that one out on you. I've been kidnapped. <laughs> Hang up. Click. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rock. <laughs> Five Finger Death Punch living the dream here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, I want you to think, because I'm going to ask you, but oh. I don't want to put you on the spot. What your, your worst travel experience ever was? It's particularly flying. What the worst idea of the experience of you flying was, because this is pretty bad. Now, granted, it's one thing to remember that over in Europe, things are a little bit closer together than we kind of anticipate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, if you go from Germany to, like, Italy, it's like a a, 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 a 50-minute flight. It's not like, you it's know, like a ridiculous thing. like if we were to thing. go to Salt Lake yeah. or Portland. It's not that big of a deal to go from country to country in, in Europe. So it's not a huge, gigantic inconvenience, but an inconvenience nonetheless where a, uh, a bunch of passengers were flying from Germany to Italy, but they had to turn around five minutes before landing because the pilots forgot to check if the airport they were flying to was actually open and it was closed. You know, they're Ooh. going through some lockdown stuff over there in Europe currently. Awkward. And they're not going to open up this particular airport until next month, but they uh, booked a flight and for some reason decided to get up in the air and go to this particular airport and then found out as they were approaching the landing strip that, hey, you can't land here. You're not clear. The airport is officially closed. So the German airline Eurowings had to turn things around and go back to the airport they took off from uh, in Dusseldorf, uh, Germany. 
and had to make sure all the uh, the ever all the passengers knew what was going on. So they were fairly frustrated. Again, it all ended up being about a two-hour ordeal. So not a huge chunk of your day. They were able to land in Dusseldorf and then book them on another flight to get them to a different part of Italy that they were able to go to that had an open airport. But the passengers on board obviously a little upset and you can understand why you would be upset if you got onto a plane and they didn't check if the airport they were going to was actually open and probably not something that you check when you're going on a flight you just assume okay if the flight's happening everything is kosher right yeah yeah you would think that and so that would suck and it certainly would be an experience probably a little bit more traumatic here in the states if you're going on a long flight although the other part of it is if it were the states you probably wouldn't have to turn around and go back to your original you know i would have a, a vote of no confidence in my pilots <laughs> correct uh so that that clocked up there on some of their worst travel experiences do you have one that we're, we're in flight that Any, yeah anytime i've been flying with you that's not fair. What's the worst? That's not fair. Um, nice. No, I, I don't remember specifically, <laughs> but I, I'll say this. It's probably happened a couple times to me when I, when I had some back issues. Oh, I'm sure. And, and so, yeah. you know, those are the only times I've ever had any real issues because I'm always uncomfortable anyways. But it's flying. more about you than it is about the airplane. In this yeah, case. yeah. I don't, I can't think of any issues I've had with uh, any airline or anything other than having to stop in Denver. Yes, always an issue. I mean, that's flying into that and out of Denver. place. Uh, there is no doubt about that. Uh, it takes me back to, uh, you know, the, the first time I was ever on a plane. I was 17 years old. Because uh, uh, believe it or not, you know, uh, when growing you up. off to college. <laughs> growing up in my family. We didn't take a lot of family trips. And certainly wherever we went, it was usually like a road trip down to like Great America down in Illinois. <laughs> the amusement park and not... Uh, an airline trip. So when I had moved to Arizona, I was going to take my first plane trip to Wisconsin to go back to visit the family, right? Yeah. And uh, I had never flown on a plane before, but my I think I've told you this, my, my grandfather and my aunt for a very long time worked for United Airlines. And so uh, I was also, yes, a very poor uh, student going to broadcast school at the time and did not have a lot of money. And so they had offered up a family pass to United oh. to go from uh, Arizona to Milwaukee to fly and see the family. Now, uh, for those of you that have a family pass or have flown on it, you know that it's all standby, right? Mm -hmm. And so nothing is really guaranteed and you can't do it. But for some reason, when I was 17, again, young kid, I'd never been on a plane before. They, My aunt really beat into me the fact that I would be representing them when I went on the airplane. So it was very important that I was professional and acted accordingly. And I, I don't know how I got this in my head. I'm pretty sure they told me because I never would have done this on my own. Uh, they were like, you have to like dress professional. Do you know what I mean? And so... You know me. I don't like dressing up. I don't yeah, like getting no. into clothes that, that are dress-up clothes. Half the reason I got into radio. So Except for your hat. <laughs> right. That's fancy. Uh, but at the hat. time, I don't think I was wearing uh, fancy hats. I believe I was I, I was not wearing it. But I mean, like I, I bought like an outfit to get on this plane, <laughs> and it was so uncomfortable. And on top of that, I also didn't get on the first four flights that day. So I'm stuck in an airport all day. All dressed in an, up. And all dressed up in an outfit fit that I hate I'm not comfortable in I I don't you know it's all just a mess and I finally get on an airplane at like nine o'clock at night and I spent all day in this thing and it was just like god what an awful experience and so that was one of those deals where it was like yeah it was nice but a reminder to myself I, I don't want to fly standby again because that was an all-day ordeal that was just a full-on nightmare of just standing around doing nothing and I was incredibly uncomfortable on top of it and it was just a bad experience but I got there 
so I can't complain. And I have to turn around halfway through. Yeah, that's why I haven't been able to convince you to take any of our. You're very. That's very. I'll accurate. tell you what, though, it's changed now because you you can you get an idea of whether or not the chances of you getting auto flights. You don't have to sit there and wait around. That, yes, it's true. Things have changed in the 20 years that it's been since I've had to do that. But it was a, enough of an experience that I hated. Where I'm like, I just don't want to. I'd rather have a seat for sure and pay for it than have to worry about sitting and missing five different flights on the way to That's a place. right. You don't so. want anybody telling you what to do. That's right. Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's your travel update. Newsfeed. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. The important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Or chat online with an attorney 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Big J, how does it feel? Which part? The part where you know that you are past your prime. No, oh, it sucks. The best years oh, of your man. life passed you by. Looking in the rearview mirror to once what was your life, your joy, experience as you stare down at your old wrinkled hands wondering what the hell happened to Put a lot of thought into that. Not really, unfortunately, right off the top of my head. But a new poll finds that a majority of Americans believe that your mid-30s is the best time in life. And that 36 would be the perfect age in which to be frozen in time. While being in your 20s is an idealized time, 40% say they wouldn't go back to being that age. Either there was financial insecurity or some other stuff going on in their 20s that didn't make life that great. But once you hit 30, particularly 36, oh, baby, that's a sweet spot. 59% of Americans say they used to be obsessed with fighting the aging process, but 41% now say they actively embrace it. But 71% say it's become common for them to fantasize about times in their 30s when life was somewhat easier or uh, a little bit better or, you know, they didn't wake up and their back was hurting. All that kind of stuff. At the same time, more than half of Americans say they believe they not only look younger than their age, but they feel younger, too. How do you feel, sitting at 47? Me? Yeah. You son of a bitch! At 44, do you feel like you look younger than your age? No, uh, oh, yes. Do you feel younger? No. I feel <laughs> 73. All right. Uh, additionally, 63% plan to shift their focus from looking younger to feeling younger because there is a marked difference between the two, as Big J will tell you. He says he looks younger than 44, but he doesn't feel younger than 44. And I'm guessing you'd probably have it the other way around, right? Wouldn't you rather look 44 and feel like you're 30 than the other way around? Uh, sure. Yeah, right? I don't uh, put much into looks. I'd just rather feel better. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, so good luck with that. Uh, but it is it is long past you, Big J, unfortunately. 36, a good year for Big J? Yeah, it's a great year. But, although 35 on August 24th <laughs> probably would have been perfect. <laughs> well, the day part, right? Yeah, I mean, that's a couple days. No, that was a couple room. days before my birthday. Okay. <laughs> okay, so a little bit of clearance there. Uh, Mike Tomlin has COVID-19. He is dealing with that. Uh, he posted an instant statement on Instagram. Uh, reports started to come out yesterday that he tested positive, and sure enough, he did. So he is still working with the team, uh, putting together some stuff, but he'll be doing so from home, and he feels good. Some mild symptoms is all he's got. I'd love to hear his his, his uh, speech uh, about you know how he's going to handle handle it. It'll probably be laced with profanities, just like he likes. 
No. Oh, yeah, dude. Mike Tomlin's a swearer. You better believe it. Yeah, but not during press conferences. Oh, no. I'm talking about press conferences. The speech to the press? That'd be boring. You've got it. Here's your quote. I want to thank everybody who reached out to express their concern for my health. Luckily, I have had minimal symptoms, and I'm thankful to be in good health. End quote. Yeah, but I need some of his cliches in there. (laughs) I think that's all you're going to get for now. He ran out of breath after that. (laughs) Number two, Baylor, which is still undefeated for the season, is returning to play on Tuesday. They had a three-week pause due to the coronavirus issues in their own men's basketball program. Baylor will resume its season at home against Iowa State, the first of three games in five days for the team. So they're going to get back to basketball. They're the the last undefeated team that are in the top of the echelon of the NCAA. So they're looking to wrap things up, but they have a hell of a schedule to do so because they haven't played in a long time. Big J, like it or not, March 18th is when Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League comes out on HBO Max, and he was talking to Vanity Fair and dropped some details about stuff uh, that, uh, that a lot of people didn't know. First things first, he has not gotten paid a penny to do the Zack Snyder cut from DC or HBO Max or anything. Uh, it's cost HBO Max about $70 million in, reser- in reshoots and post-production, and of course, the cut will be four hours long, but he decided not to get paid for his work. He tells Vanity Fair, number one, it was a project he wanted to complete on his own terms. And, you know, not taking any money has also helped him keep his negotiating powers uh, in this particular process. Meaning he's like, hey, listen, I'm doing this for free. Let me totally do it my way. And everybody has been on board because they haven't had to pay him a cent. So that is good. The other part that was actually kind of surprising to me is... Zack Snyder has never actually watched Justice League. He never saw the Josh Whedon version of the movie that he put together uh, because Josh did a bunch of reshoots and rewrites and all that kind of stuff. And he left the film in the middle of a family tragedy. And so it was just one of those things where he was in such a bad mind space. He's like, I just don't want to revisit that. And I don't want to see a movie that I had nothing to do with. Also, it's terrible. So so, he's he's not missing out on much. There is the understanding that that the Zack Snyder version uh, of Justice League apparently is going to be very different from the Joss Whedon version that you may have or may not have saw. Obviously, it's almost twice. It's well over twice as long as the movie that people saw in theaters when it came out. Because, again, the original Justice League theatrical cut is one hour and 47 minutes long. This is four hours long. Four hours I mean, plus. by the time we get there, seven, probably. So uh, you are going to have to make a commitment to watch it, but just know that he's not messing around when it comes down to it. So that is what you're in store for for Justice League coming out on March 18th on HBO Max. Big J. And right now we got a chance for you to get qualified for a season pass to Bogus Basin winter 2021-22 and spring 2021 season pass. Value of 478 bucks. Uh, we'll get you qualified with a uh, pass to get up there, a uh, single day pass for uh, Bogus Basin. So you just got to beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown. See what you got. Some skiing or boarding action guaranteed for you if you want to play Pop Culture Smackdown. Of course, you have to win. 208-287-1003 is the number you need to call if you would like to play a little game called Pop Culture Smackdown. Good luck. Hello, the X. Hey, it's David. All right, David, you are up first. David, the military offensive to expel occupying Iraqi forces from Kuwait in the Gulf War was called Operation what? I didn't hear what you said. Oh, the military offensive to expel occupying Iraqi forces from Kuwait in the Gulf War was called Operation what? 
Desert Storm. Right. Correct. Big J. Gonzaga University is located in what state? Um, I'm gonna go Washington. Right. Hail Mary complete. Back to you, Dave. Sonny the Cuckoo Bird is the mascot for what cereal introduced by General Mills in 1958? The Cuckoo Bird. Uh huh. Cocoa Puffs? Yeah. Right. Sonny is Cuckoo right. for Cocoa Puffs. Big J, known for white bottles adorned with a sailing ship, what men's fragrance, fragrance was launched in 1938? Um, let's see, it's got a sailing ship on it? Huh? I'm gonna go brute. Wrong. No. No. No white bottles for brute. Oh, oh, I forgot about the white bottle. What would the answer be then? I don't remember. <laughs> you I acted know, like it was because, because brute was green. Yes, brute was green. Uh, that means you win, David. Do you happen to actually know the answer? White bottles, sailing ship, men's fragrance, launched in 1938. I'm gonna say Old Spice. Right. Old Spice is absolutely correct. Congratulations. Things real. Crossed up there, dude. Hang on one second, man. We'll hook you up with that bogus stuff. Get you qualified for that season pass. And there is your pop culture smackdown. We're coming back with some headlines. That's happening next in the X Rock. And for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Team Mazda and the pre-owned Superstore. Need a car loan do-over? Get online pre-approval with the I pre-check button. Go to TeamMazda.com. You know, the one you just heard about on the X, so check it out for yourself. It's GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows. We are sorry. Mistakes were made and plan your trip to Singapore, Big J. Uh, mistakes were made. Kids will look for any excuse to get out of school, and a student from western Indiana was found spreading fake news about a COVID outbreak in her school to avoid taking an exam. Last week, in what appeared to be a, a news report about 13 kids testing positive for coronavirus were after attending the exam at the school, started circulating through the WhatsApp groups. This led to school officials investigating whether any students had actually had the coronavirus, and then, of course, they investigated to find the source of the viral message. They found that a high school student was the culprit, and then she admitted that she panicked after learning that her school would be conducting exams. The school authorities have decided not to file a police complaint against the student, who they say regrets her actions. But again, this kind of all harkens back to the old faking kidnapping stuff. It never works out well when you concoct a huge, gigantic story out of nowhere to get you out of something that is fairly trivial, you know? Yeah, but I mean, you know, it was it was, it was was just a matter of time. Before somebody decided to try to call in or, or start something like this, you mean? Yeah. Of course, of course. Uh, it, it's a sad state of affairs, but you're absolutely right. But a reminder that it, it almost never works. Ever, ever, ever. No. Uh, and so that is also something to keep in mind when you're coming up with these huge, gigantic plans to weasel out of taking a simple test. Uh, take the D and just go forward. Otherwise, I mean, it's a lot It's a lot more trouble than it's worth in the long run. We are sorry or plan your trip to Singapore, Big J. Plan your trip to Singapore, Big J. Singapore vending machines are having a moment right now. Ooh. We talked about them a week and a half ago. Uh, you were very excited about the pizza vending machine, if you remember. And now uh, there are vending machines that are big, big deal. Uh, they are going to dispense Wagyu beef, Big J. Oh, my God. Delicious fresh salmon used in sushi. Gross. Machines offer bread, curry puffs. 
freshly cooked pizza, freshly squeezed orange juice, even cooked crab, and uh, a, a messy favorite called the uh, chili cone carica. It is a local favorite that costs about $60, but they have made some advancements in the vending machine technology, Big J, to have gourmet, freshly cooked, and hot ingredients ready to go at a vending machine near is you in Singapore. Is there a person inside the vending machine cooking this stuff is the real question. It doesn't appear to be, but it certainly is fancy and it also is expensive, so keep that in mind. But uh, you were very excited about the pizza one. I can't imagine what a cooked white. I feel would like be. this was this would have been my calling had it not been radio is creating vending machines. Really? How come? Because I, I love the whole idea. I love it. I'm looking at the story right now. <laughs> Chef in a box cafe, man. There you go. See, uh, you know you're 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 laying down sixty bucks for something, and who knows if it's any good. But it's a, a interesting idea. I don't know if I would trust. I, listen, I'm certainly not getting salmon out of a vending machine. That's not happening. I don't care how fresh you tell me it is. <laughs> but I, I wonder how the other stuff is when it's coming out of the vending machine. We shall see. Either way, they're pretty successful over in Singapore right now. Don't yeah. know if they'll make their way to the States, but it's something. Meals and minutes. Wrap it up with We Are Sorry. And this is not what most people expect to find in those meal prep kits, but HelloFresh has apologized to a customer in the UK who alleges to have found a bottle of urine inside of his HelloFresh delivery box. Oh, that's the, the missing ingredient. The customer, who is a sports journalist named Oliver McManus, shared the news of the package on Sunday morning and later tweeted out a photo that included a bottle of what appeared to be urine inside of his box. He acknowledged that HelloFresh may not be directly responsible, but perhaps the delivery driver who dropped off the package or something else, but his tweet blew up. And then HelloFresh responded and apologized. The brand has since released a public statement apologizing, also noting that the box had, quote, left our facility fully sealed, having passed all internal checks, and they are urgently investigating how an open box with this bottle was delivered with our delivery partner. And again, they apologized for it. But, you know, you've done these meal prep things, right? Yeah. I have as well. And, like, you know, sometimes you get this stuff, and some of it's labeled, but a lot of these times there are, I guess, liquids and concoctions in there that I've never heard about that's part of the recipe. Yeah, what does this guy do? I mean, how does he not just dump it into whatever? <laughs> and so I'm also wondering, how did he, I mean, I guess you go, oh, man, that's pretty yellow. It looks like pee, and then you smell it. But I still, I don't know, I don't know if, unless you were involved, if you would know that that was urine or not. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I, I was wondering that very same thing. I'm like, yeah, some of it is labeled. Um, it all should but, be labeled, but some of it's stuff I've just never heard of before. Like, there's a bunch of sauces and stuff. Right. Now, usually, they look like sauces. They smell like sauces, and you do smell them before you dump it I, in. And, and I don't know if there's a picture of what the dispenser looked like. It looks like a soda bottle, like a small soda bottle. And, oh. and that's why he thought, I think, it was foreign to the box. Yeah, there you go. I mean, that's if it was a little plastic thing that you know then you, you you probably wouldn't question it no you just dump urine in your meal and go man this tastes weird this tastes delicious umami <laughs> <laughs> morning after with naked big j there are your headlines you're up to date on everything Wolfgang Van Halen, that is distance here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And I guess Big J, it's a matter of mind over matter, isn't it? Yeah, there's uh, there's something new, and now it's it's uh, part of uh, Guinness w uh, Book of World Records and all of those sort of things. And it, uh, I, I was like, what the hell is this? It's called Lego walking. 
And it's just like you think it's it becoming a popular event in a popular charity uh, angle as well, Nick, uh, is uh, people gather around and uh, they, they compete to find out who can go the furthest while stepping barefoot on a pile of uh, Legos. Now, I wonder if, you know, I know some of this is mental and I wonder if it's easier to walk on Legos when you know you're about to walk on Legos. Because, you know, as a parent, 99% of the time you walk on Legos, it is an accident that you don't see coming and therefore sucks super hard and is not fun and is not encouraged. And I can't imagine people would do it willingly because it, it is a fairly painful process. But maybe there's a little bit of a trick to it because you know it's there and you're like, all right, I'm going to walk on some Legos now. Yeah, well, it's many people compare it to uh, fire walking. Okay. Okay. You know that that's walking on hot coals, uh-huh. right? And uh, so I get that it is mind over matter, etc. But uh, let me tell you what. I mean, the thing about it is you're preparing yourself to walk over Legos. Mm-hmm. A different story when you don't know you're about to walk over Legos barefoot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it's not a good idea. And- Genius idea. Wait, what is? The whole Lego walking thing, because it is painful as hell. Yeah, it is. Your dumb kids leave their dumb Legos out on the floor. It's not good. But uh, I imagine you have to have a bunch of them in order to do it, because that's there has to I mean, what's the record? It's for Guinness Book of World Records, so uh, what is it? I don't have the record here. <laughs> um, but it, uh, I think it's uh, uh, six and a half feet over 2,000 Lego pieces. All right. That's a long walk a lot of lego pieces yeah for your bare feet anyway uh any interest in setting this up big j yeah yeah let's do it right here in the studio uh we don't have a six and a half feet walking space okay oh well to break the record yeah those are the things we can't do these days uh right now but at some point maybe it would be something uh that you could set up for your charity huh yeah for uh the uh the longest day absolutely it would be the longest lego walk make it happen walk like an egyptian over legos Sure. If the walk like an Egyptian, that's necessary, but okay. Morning after with Nick and Big J, we are going to do some bad impressions. That's happening next on the X Rocks. Get the the X. Here we'll hook you up with a gift card, twenty five dollar value to Section Thirty Seven Axe Room. Go throw some axes, man. Maybe join a league. Uh, if you need some lessons, uh, maybe you could have Adam tutor you. He's pretty dang good. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Dangerous. We're probably the most dangerous of the staff, I would say. Certainly. Uh, with that, with an axe, yes. Pretty much with anything. Oh, my God. All right. Well, 208-287-1003 is the number that you need to call if you'd like to join the fun. Big J has got three clues. They all point to somebody pretty famous. If you can figure out who that famous person is in three clues or less, then you've got some X action, Section 37 Axe Room stuff coming your way from us. Hello, the X. Yeah, this is Chad. All right, Chad, you're up first. Good luck. The role of Emily in The Devil Wears Prada made me an international star. Uh, Anne Hathaway? Nope. Good guess, though. Yeah, not not bad. They're best friends, actually. I've starred in Looper, Edge of Tomorrow, Sicario, and even recently as Mary Poppins. It's a tough one. Tough one today. I got to star in a movie with my husband, John Krasinski, called The Quiet Place. A Quiet Place. Uh, 
I have no idea. Nothing, Chad? You don't know who Anne Hathaway's best friend is? Um, In her personal life, you have no Kate, idea. Kate Hudson. <laughs> Another good no, guess. yeah, not bad. Incorrect. Thanks for playing, Chad. Hello, the X. I have no Hello? Idea. Hello? 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 Yeah, you there? Yeah, this is Jimmy. Who is it? Jimmy. No, no, no. Who, who's the bad impression? Oh. Uh, Matt. Jimmy. Jimmy. Hathaway. Um, not Julie Andrews. I, I have no clue, man. I'm Julie Andrews. Don't confuse people. Hello, the X. Yes. Yes, the uh, answer is. Emily Blunt. Emily there Blunt. There you go. Nice work. Correct. Hang on one second. We will get you that Section 37 action stuff. I've never seen uh, The Devilish Prada. Her name was Emily in that show movie. Yeah, well. yeah. Nice. Why is okay. Emily Blunt in the news? Uh, today's her birthday. Happy birthday, How Emily. do you think Emily Blunt is? 36. You're close. She's 38. All right. And uh, uh, The A Quiet Place is uh, got a sequel that was supposed to come out uh, last year. Yeah. Uh, it has been pushed to September of 2021. There you go. So. Uh, but it's, I mean, when do you remember when the original release date was in, like, summer of last year? Yeah. It might have even yeah. been before that, as a matter of fact. But uh, either way, it's been delayed for well over a year. A lot of movies have, and that's another one. But the uh, you never saw A Quiet Place, right? I have not seen it yet, no. Uh, it still is, like, one of those movies that is, like, a really emotional ride for me. It's actually really, really good. And they did a good job with it. I'm excited to see part two, hopefully, uh, sometime soon. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. Cleopatra, that is hometown here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's how we're going to wrap things up on this Tuesday morning. Thanks for hanging out with us. Big J selected a movie called The Professor and the Madman to watch tonight on Netflix. He will give you a full review of that tomorrow. Additional chances at some bogus basin passes up for grabs tomorrow as well. And a reminder, don't make up stories to get out of school or work. These were valuable lessons that were learned during the show today. It's just not a good idea at all. It doesn't work. It comes back to bite you right in the ass. We're trying to prevent that at all costs. Big J, that leaves you with the floor. Yeah, and I mean, we've tried to tell you, but, you know, for the last time, for the last time, stop uh, trying to make gender reveal parties super, super awesome and building explosive devices uh, because it'll get you killed almost every time. Another person died? Yeah, father-to-be was killed when uh, his uh, a device he was uh, rigging up exploded um, and uh, injured, well, killed him and injured his uh, brother, older brother. So, What kind of device was it? Well, apparently it was an explosive device. <laughs> yes, thank you. But I so, mean, like, was it supposed to like be uh, some sort of gender reveal thing that was like, yes. a, like a like a so they wanted to blow up something, or that something was supposed to reveal it? I guess. Uh, I think it was supposed to blow some something up. That's not good. Yeah, guys, not a good idea. We can just stop with the gender reveal parties. I think. Yeah. Is the other part remember back in the old days they didn't know what they were getting. <laughs> I'm not uh, I'm not uh, necessarily adverse to somebody understanding if they're going to have a boy or a girl. I just don't know uh, why it has to be a big brouhaha. I mean, you already got a baby shower, right? You yeah. Just do that. Where there's no explosives involved at all. It's just one of those things where yeah. people buy presents for you. It should be just as enjoyable as people bringing stuff over and then you blowing something up. It's just all unnecessary. And uh, that way nobody dies. It's a very good thing. 
Reminder that uh, tomorrow more fun will be had, but your next set of X-Rock is brought to you by Team Mazda. If you need a car loan do-over, get online pre-approval with the I pre-check button at GoTeamMazda.com. Check it out for yourself. We will see you tomorrow. Jason Drew is up next. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks.